0: Talk to my friend Drew. And I'll Allen. tell you what—he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time? Appreciate his opinion. Conservative. Drew friends. Allen. hard conservative to this guy for wisdom.
1: Well, I—I I could have predicted what was going to happen today with the news, and I'm sorry that I wasn't here to warn you yesterday. And you probably got your hopes up yesterday when people were starting to predict that, you know, is the dam breaking? Because the media, the proletariat guard, of course, they were starting to report on the Joe Biden bribery scandal. And I heard here and there people uh, starting to say, they want to get rid of Joe. They want to get rid of Joe. This is it. Is this the moment no, folks. No, folks. that That's not happening. They had to report on it to some degree, but they needed something to fill the cycle, to give them something to report on, to distract people, because it's a 24-7 news cycle, right? You got to have things to talk about. That was obviously the biggest story in America, and so they needed to outdo it. So they came up with something today, and it wasn't even new. It was the illegal leaking of the audio of a conversation that Donald Trump had in the summer of 2021. I believe it was July of 2021 at the Bedminster Club, you know, Donald Trump's place there, a golf resort, golf club, uh, in which he has a conversation. Mark Meadows was writing a book and they were having a, uh, a session to you know, call it a brainstorming session or whatever else to discuss things. And there were several people in the room and Donald Trump. uh, Well, he refutes, he gets into a story that was relevant at the time because Mark Milley, you know, the traitor Mark Milley, who called his Chinese counterpart, General Lee in China and said, hey, you know, Donald Trump's crazy. If he if he if he makes a move on China, I will let you know ahead of time. Treason. That's Mark Milley, the same Mark Milley. So at the time Mark Milley, as his book was coming out, he went to the New Yorker. The New Yorker is a, well, it's a rag, of course, but the New Yorker is a is is, it's kind of a special propagandist outfit because the New York Times, CNN, you know the, these these big news organizations, even though they lie, uh, they still at least try to feign objectivity. They, 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 they care just enough to keep the charade going. The New Yorker doesn't care. So for example, when Egene Carroll came forward and alleged that Donald Trump had raped her sometime that she couldn't remember with no witnesses, nobody would take that story because it was not believable. There was no evidence. So even the New York Times and these big Outlets out there that are still propaganda machines for the democratic party. Well, they didn't want to touch it because they didn't want to risk the reputation. They didn't want to put their necks out first. They didn't want to break that story. So E. Jean Carroll, it was the New Yorker who published her own piece. She wrote it. They published it at the New Yorker, which was, of course, full of lies promoting her new book. So that's what the New Yorker does. So the New Yorker, of course, was the same rag that picked up this story by Mark Milley that claimed that he feared that Donald Trump, ahead of Joe Biden's inauguration around J6 time, that he was gonna use the military to seize control of the country. Mark Milley put out a story that he was very concerned that Donald Trump was going to try to start a war in order to maintain power. And one of those wars that Mark Milley claimed that Donald Trump was going to start was in Iran, that Donald Trump was going to go to war with Iran, that the Mark Milley and the Pentagon had to actually talk Donald Trump out of going to war with Iran. Now, never mind the fact that Donald Trump was the peace president. Donald Trump is the president in which we did not see any new wars. You can't say the same about Obama, who was at war every day of his entire two uh, administrations for eight years. You can't say the same, certainly, about Joe Biden. All we've seen is war. We've seen him give over Afghanistan back to the Taliban, as well as gifting them $7 billion or some odd uh, dollars worth of our arms and equipment, military equipment, tanks, so on and so forth. And of course, there's a war in Russia Ukraine. And it's not really a war between Russia and Ukraine. It's a proxy war in which the United States is fomenting it, promoting it, exacerbating it and pouring money into Ukraine. So Donald Trump, who made historic peace deals in the Middle East, we're supposed to believe he was going to suddenly start a war because Mark Milley said so. And so that was published in the summer of 2021. And at the same time, Donald Trump, while he's talking with, uh, Mark Meadows and other people there, this story's in the news. And Donald Trump says, you know, he's got the goods, He can prove that Mark Milley's a liar. It was actually Mark Milley who wanted to go to war with Iran. And it was Donald Trump who said, pound sand, you're a lunatic. You're a lunatic. So this is what's been pumped out. The DOJ, lawless DOJ, the special counsel, Jack Smith. Well, this audio was leaked to CNN. Now, I want to be clear. I'm going to play the audio and I'm going to get into it in just a moment. But Donald Trump did not commit a single crime. But you need to hear the audio so we can go through it. It's out there. CNN played it. And I I just want to say this. What is the media saying about this audio they've leaked via CNN in which Donald Trump uh, supposedly, allegedly, discusses classified, documents, information that is a threat to American U.S. national security. Can I ask you a question? If this document and this conversation was such a threat to national security, why would CNN and the Democratic Party leak it so that the entire world can hear the conversation? If it's so dangerous to national security, It's actually the left and the Democratic Party and the DOJ who leaked this that are responsible for putting national security at jeopardy because nobody had heard of this conversation. Nobody knew it existed. It wasn't leaked. It hadn't been talked about. Iran didn't know about it. Nobody on the planet knew about this conversation except for the people in the room, apparently. But now the whole world knows about this conversation. So if it's a matter of national security and this conversation is jeopardizing national security, why in the Lord's name. Would you leak this? This wasn't a national security threat. This was a threat to the Democratic Party. And I've got the receipts to to go through with you explaining exactly why they're doing this. This is quid pro quo 2.0. This is a cover up again of the Biden crime family of his bribery scandals of the cover up by the FBI, which incriminates the media who covered for them, the FBI, the CIA, Democrats, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, all the Democrats, the deep state, they are all guilty of of, of engaging in this bribery scheme. They all covered it up. They they, They all knew about it. And that's why they're going to these links to do this. So it's Russia, Russia, Russia again. Now Trump didn't violate the Espionage Act. He didn't sell secrets to some other country. Now, again, they're projecting. They, of course, are saying that Donald Trump committed what Joe Biden and Democrats have done. That's their strategy. They're sticking to it. They're never going to abandon it. But again, this is to distract people. While we have the biggest scandal in American history being uncovered right now, miraculously, by Republicans in the House of Representatives, while these bombshells keep coming forward, which prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the biggest criminal in American history, bigger than Al Capone, he's sitting in the Oval Office in a diaper. Joe Biden, that's him. And they've all been covering it up. And they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be forced to talk about it. They don't want to confront it. They just want to distract. They want to divert your attention. And they want to make Donald Trump the scapegoat. They made Russia the scapegoat when they tried to, well, when they interfered in the 2016 election, and that's been passed on to Donald Trump. He is the scapegoat. He's the scapegoat. And the Democrats will put Donald Trump in prison if they have to, to continue covering up this scandal and saving their own skins. That's what all this is about. It's the most elaborate, concerted, cover-up effort in American history. Bigger than anything we've ever seen. That's how big this is. But go ahead, Captain, and queue up. I think it's, uh, yeah, queue up, cut one. Look, this clip's a little long. It's over a minute. It might be close to two minutes. I've got a few longer clips today. Just stick with me. I want you to hear this. Listen to this clip. This is what the Democrats are claiming is the evidence they need to put Donald Trump in jail. Go ahead and play cut one, Captain. Bad, sick people. That was, that was your cue, you
0: know? The, against you that's well it started what right at the like
2: beginning like when Millie's talking about oh, oh you were going to try to do a kick no, th- they were right. trying to do
0: that before you even were sworn in that's right yeah, trying yeah. to overthrow yeah. your election well with Millie uh, let me see that I'll, I'll show you an example he said that I wanted to attack Iran isn't it amazing I have a big pile of papers this thing just came up look this was him they presented me this, this is off the record but they presented me this this was him this was the defense department and him wow. we looked at some. this was him, this wasn't done by me, this was him yeah. all sorts of stuff pages long <laughs> wait a minute, let's see here. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just found, uh, isn't that amazing this totally wins my case you know Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information. Look, look at this. You attack and Hillary would print that out all the time. You know, she'd send, <laughs> it. No, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner, the yeah. yeah. pervert. Um, pretty- by the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying because we were talking about it, <laughs> and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what. he said. <laughs> in the you face. Did. Well, this was done by the military, given to me. Right. Uh, I right. think we can probably, know. Right? Yeah, we'll,
2: we'll have to
0: see. Yeah, we'll have to try to deed figure about. out a. a yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified yeah. it. Yeah. Now I can't, you know, but this is. Yeah, I'm happy I have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I'm, look, we here and I have. A, and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, That's, I believe It's it. incredible, right? No, did some Hey, bring some, uh, some it. coats in, please.
1: So Donald Trump, as president, can view any document he wants. I've been through this a thousand times. He has full access. I've got the goods, the receipts, like I said. But anyway, now notice the left doesn't ask any questions. The Democrats don't have a single question about this. Even as they allege that he violated the Espionage Act. What does that even mean? Did he give these? Did he photocopy these and mail them out? Did he put these in the hands of the people and say, memorize these papers? He didn't do any of that. Donald Trump has the unique and sole authority to declassify documents. He can view still anything from his administration if he wants. They're his documents, his papers. And so nothing unseemly was done there. And by the way, the left leaks left and right. You have Adam Schiff, of course. They never investigated him. He was not the president, is not the president. And of course, Pompeo, who I don't even like, but Pompeo, reaffirming what Donald Trump had said, accused Adam Schiff of leaking classified documents to the press over and over and over again. He was on the intelligence committee. Where's the investigation to Adam Schiff? Now, if you notice there, what he says, well, firstly, you know what the real scandal is in that audio? It has nothing to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with quote-unquote classified documents or secrets. The most shocking thing from that is that Mark Milley wanted to start a war in Iran. That's the story. That's the scandal. That's what the media should be fixated on. You have Mark Milley who is trying to go to war with Iran. And of course it was uh, President Trump who got out of that horrible Iran nuclear deal, which of course we're right back into it. In fact, we're not right back into it. Uh, Last time I checked, the Biden administration was still allowing Russia to negotiate our own agreement with Iran. Isn't that interesting? So that's, that's the takeaway. Mark Milley leaked a bunch of crap to the press. He wanted to go to war with Iran. Donald Trump said no. And Mark Milley was, was just trying to sabotage the administration while he was there, even after Trump was out of office. And you know what Mark Milley did too? We still don't know what his role was in January 6th. He overclassified, they call it. That's when he just classifies everything related to January 6th. You see, Mark Milley was instrumental, by the way. We talk about the lack of due process for the J6 protesters. All these people that were arrested, that were thrown in jail without rights. You know, there were individuals who were sprayed with mace because the, in the eyes because they wouldn't put masks on their faces by these tyrannical, horrible guards. That's a true story. That happened to one individual who was being held. Another individual who who was being held there, who was a member of the Proud Boys, but he didn't get involved in any violence. None of these people were really involved in any violence. That's the reality of this. But they were treated like terrorists who flew a plane into the Twin Towers. Actually, terrorists at Guantanamo Bay, as I've stated before, are actually treated better than the J6 prisoners. Another guy was denied medical care. He not only had cancer, but he had a broken hand. And actually the administrative component of the jail there in D.C. where he's being held would not make the recommendation, would not let the doctor know, would not let him get treatment. So this guy was just left there with a broken hand, not being treated for his cancer. And the left had a cow when they found out that, I don't know, a guard at Guantanamo Bay looked at the Quran in the wrong way. That was a abuse of their rights. Now, look. I have a lot of questions here. This is really orchestrated. My questions right now are. Well, firstly, who is it that leaked the audio? Uh Okay, I mean, we know who was in the room, more or less. We know that Mark Meadows was there, Mark Meadows of course. Many people are concerned about he's not loyal to Trump. He's problematic. So who? Now look, I mean they were recording this audio, I would imagine. Well, look, here's the th- here, here's a couple points, Captain. Number 1. Donald Trump knew they were recording this conversation. It was not a secret because they were having this conversation for the purposes of him writing this book. So it makes sense that this would be recorded for the purposes of listening and including it in the book. I I think that he probably knew. That would be my argument. But see, you know, these are questions I would be asking if I was a leftist. Now, here's the point, too. When it came to Joe Biden's phone call with Poroshenko, the president of Ukraine, right? Poroshenko's the person that, that he had the phone conversation with in which she said, you're not getting $1 billion in military aid if you don't fire Victor and the prosecutor looking into Barisma, which is paying my son a million dollars a year. It was a quid pro quo. Now, when that was leaked, the left did not accept it on its face, even though it was obviously actually what it was. But they claimed that it had been edited, for example. Everything's edited. We always edit clips. Everything's edited. It doesn't mean it was misconstrued. But they downplayed that. They tried to dismiss that. They thought it was crazy that this could be, how could this be leaked? They went after the people that leaked it. The DOJ should be having an investigation right now into who leaked this audio. There is a trial coming up, a case. And obviously the objective here is to try and convince the grand jury before the trial ever happens. This is so corrupt on so many levels. But they're going after this espionage act. Now, can I ask you another question, Captain, while it's on my mind? How did Donald Trump, you know, just objectively, even if you hate Donald Trump, someone tell me how Donald Trump jeopardized national security during that conversation? I'll wait. I'll wait. I've got some documents. Now, Donald Trump has said that he was holding news. That's the th- it's audio. We don't even know what he was. He could, for all I freaking know, Captain, he could have the documents. He could have a stack of all kinds of things. But, you know, he could be waving around what I've got in my hands right here. Susan Glass or The New Yorker, July 15th, 2021. This is like a week after this article comes out. Donald Trump has this conversation. Here's the headline. This is what I was talking about with Millie the traitor. You're going to have, I can't say the word, you're going to have a effing war. Mark Milley's fight to stop Trump from striking Iran inside the extraordinary final days conflict between the former president and his chairman of the Joint Chiefs. So this article comes out where Millie is lying, lying. He's maligning Donald Trump's character. Think about this. What's the purpose of this? Mark Milley, who serves as your Joint Chief of Staff, he comes out to the New Yorker and says that Donald Trump was gonna start a war with Iran so that he could remain in office? This is absurd. This is, you know, and, and you think about Fox News getting sued by Dominion. Are you kidding me right now? Mark Milley, the hero, stopped Donald Trump from striking Iran in his final days of office. And of course, Donald Trump is having a conversation when this comes out. And he's saying, can you believe this? Can you believe this guy? The guy who had a phone call with the communist Chinese and said, I'm going to warn you if Donald Trump makes a move on China. That little traitor. Well, that big traitor, actually. And so he has a conversation with these people in a closed room. And he says, actually, you know, I've got the documents. These totally uh, exonerate me. And that's, you see, and that's what the Democrats have been after. All of this Ray de Mar-a-Lago, all of this uh, Presidential Records Act garbage, all the you can't have classified documents or you didn't declassify these documents. All of this is about one thing. And that's the left's fear that Donald Trump was going to tell the American people and reveal to the American people what he knew while he was in office. The documents that he had seen that he had the ability to declassify. That Donald Trump, even after they... Cheated in the 2020 election. Even after they installed Joe Biden in the White House, their work wasn't done because Donald Trump was still a free man. Donald Trump still had the ability to talk to the American people. Donald Trump knew what they did. He knew about Hillary Clinton. He knew what the Durham uh, report revealed. Donald Trump knew about Mark Milley and what happened here. And he had these documents. And I guarantee you he took these documents. This guy has been prosecuted They've tried to destroy him. They've lied about him. They've engaged in hoax after hoax after hoax. And this goes to the core of the intelligence community in the United States of America, the CIA, the FBI, the deep state, all of this. How is he supposed to take this on? How is he supposed to defend himself when all of that is against him? Well, he has to have the goods. He has to have the receipts. And I've actually got an article here. I was shocked. I was doing research, Captain. I think this article... If, I don't know. There's actually a lot of people that listen to this show. If you're not uh, subscribed to Substack, go to the Substack, drewallen.substack.com. Sometimes I cheat and I put out the articles before they're published. But this one I think is coming out in American Greatness I don't know, sometime in the next hour or two probably. They publish their new stuff at like, I don't know, 11 p.m. or something, Eastern time. So, so I was looking through. <clears throat> first, First things first. First things first. We heard the media talk about the Presidential Records Act forever. Forever, right? Donald Trump has classified documents. Yeah, well, unfortunately, that narrative kind of was shredded when it was revealed that, like everybody has classified documents, including Vice President Pence and Vice President Biden by his Corvette. And so the Democrats... They always knew that the Presidential Records Act, right? Look, they would they would say to the public, for example, "Oh my gosh, she has classified documents. This is unprecedented." But they knew that was never prosecutorial. That that was never actually going to go anywhere legally. And, I, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> because it was universally acknowledged, even by the left wing media, that when it comes to the po- possession and declassification of so-called, you know, classified documents, U.S. presidents have a unique power and privilege. So, for example, 2017, the New York Times, they acknowledged that, I quote, Mr. Trump has the power to declassify or disclose anything he wants. The Times went on to quote somebody named Stephen Aftergood, a government secrecy specialist who said, the classification system is not based on a law. It's an expression of presidential authority. And that means that the president and his designees decide what is classified, and they have the, and they have essentially unlimited authority to declassify at will. Um, CNN posed the following question: 2017: If the president says it, is it no longer de- is it no longer classified? right? Declassify at will. What does that mean? The article quotes Senator Jim Rich, Rich an Idaho Republican who said the minute the president speaks about it to someone, he has the ability to declassify anything at any time without any process. This is the thing. It's an executive branch thing. It's a president thing. He can change the executive order if he wants. He can change the rules regarding this if he wants. So all of that was a joke. So here's what I found. November, 2020. November 2020, long before we got to this stage where they were actually indicting him on violations of the Espionage Act. I found a Washington Post article that laid out the game. Here's what the Washington Post wrote in November of 2020. This is right after the election. The media already declared President Biden the victor. And here's their concern already. As an ex-president, Trump could disclose the secrets he learned while in office. Current and former officials fear. So the article acknowledges that uh, even after leaving office, Trump would have access to all and any records of his administration. But buried deep in the body of this article was this prosecutorial strategy being employed today and their motivation for this witch hunt. The article goes on to say, Trump has also demonstrated a willingness to declassify information for political advantage, pushing his senior officials to reveal documents from the 2016 probe of Russian election interference and possible links to Trump's campaign. Now, you have to remember, towards the end of Trump's first term, he was ordering the declassification of all of these documents related to the Well, is it related to the Trump-Russia collusion hoax? And he was stonewalled by his own FBI. They were dragging their feet. They were not doing it. They weren't going through the motions necessary. And ultimately, they talked him out of declassifying a lot of things. There was a big strategy here to prevent this information from ever seeing daylight. So here we go. Last month, their article says, Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe, a Trump loyalist, made public a set of handwritten notes and a referral to the FBI concerning intelligence that the United States had obtained on Russia and its belief that Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign would try to tie the hacking and leaking of Democratic Party emails to Russia to deflect from the controversy over Clinton's use of private email server. Now, of course, the Washington Post is saying that that's not true, that that Donald Trump is trying to do that. Now, we we know, of course, now after the Durham investigation, that that was all true. The Clinton campaign and the outgoing Obama administration did what? Exactly that. They invented the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. They tied all that crap to Russia. They invented it all to distract from the Clinton scandal. And so the Democrats were fearful that Trump would expose them after he left office. And so here's the <clears throat> here's the end of the article. Are you ready for this? Here's here what's happening today. The last line of defense, like so many chapters in Trump's presidency, the article predicts, would pose unprecedented considerations. Criminal prosecution. The Espionage Act, there it is for the first time, November 2020, Washington Post. They've settled on a strategy. The Espionage Act has been successfully used to convict current and former government officials who disclose information that damages U.S. national security. It has never been used against a former president. But as of January 20th, 2021, Trump becomes a private citizen and the immunity he enjoys from criminal criminal prosecution vanishes. There you have it. They came up with this creative strategy. So... All of this from the very beginning. I think Trump was set up. Trump was set up from the very beginning. And what it, what was Trump's mistake here? I said it a couple episodes ago. And it's not Trump's fault. I'm just saying. I mean, God, the guy has to be perfect all the time because these people are trying to destroy him. They're always setting traps for him. But the National Archives wanted his classified documents. The National Archives was saying that he had all these dangerous documents. But when they were asked by Elise Stefanik if they could name one single document they were concerned about, they couldn't do it. The only two documents they claimed they were concerned about that they wanted back was the letter that Obama left to Trump and some letter written between Kim Jong-un and President Trump. They wanted those back. But Donald Trump sent them 13 boxes. He, he, He cooperated with the archivist. He sent them those documents, and that's when this hoax began. They wanted that moment. I'm telling you, this was all planned out from the beginning. Now, certainly, they have shifted. Certainly, this strategy's developed, just like Trump-Russia collusion, just like quid pro quo. But this was the objective. And when Donald Trump, I'm telling you, sent those 13 boxes to the archivist, obeying with him, complying with him, doing what they asked for, thinking that would make this go away, it made it worse. Because as soon as those documents were delivered, what happened? The archivist got in touch with the FBI and recommended that this probe be conducted because they found classified markings on documents and thus began the witch hunt. Donald Trump then allowed the FBI to enter Mar-a-Lago. This is before the raid. Donald Trump allowed and invited the FBI in to to look and collect additional documents. They took more documents, but they didn't take everything. And then we fast forward, and they are raiding mar lago And they took everything in sight. What were they looking for? What did they really want? We don't know what the documents are. Now remember, Eileen, I think her name's Walker. She's the Trump appointee who's actually the judge in this case. She's the one who wanted to get a special master, a third party to review these documents. And what happened? The special counsel, Jack Smith and the DOJ, they got that dismissed. So that didn't happen. So you have the corrupt DOJ and Jack Smith running everything, running everything, leaking. And they want to get this moved out of Miami. They want to get this moved to New Jersey or somewhere else where they can get a friendly judge. And I, you know, Jack Smith is pushing the envelope so hard and so far on this, just, just overt rampant corruption, just, just insane requests, not even trying to pretend like he's objective. Then I'm not so certain his goal isn't to get Eileen, the judge currently overseeing this, to dismiss this. I'm not so certain their strategy isn't, isn't becoming, I hope she dismisses this so that we can go and shop for another judge. I wouldn't put anything past these people. But, you know, look, I mean, I I should have started the other way around, to be honest, you know, because I'm sick of being put on the defense, Captain. I should have gone after Biden first, to be honest, but I just, you know, this stuff aggravates me so much, I feel like I've got to get out there and just talk a a million miles a minute to to get everybody informed and caught up. But, you know... So they're claiming that that Trump violated the Espionage Act because he talked about a classified document. He revealed a classified secret, right? That's what they're saying. If that's the case, I can think of several Democrats who belong in prison cells as well. Uh, Firstly, do you remember this moment, Captain? 2016, the presidential debates. Hillary Clinton was on stage with Donald Trump And she divulged classified information about our nuclear arsenal. Do you remember this? I've got the quote. You remember this? She said, there's about four minutes between the order of being given, order being given and the people responsible for launching nuclear weapons to do so. What was a greater threat to national security? Hillary Clinton on a debate stage in front of the world, telling people the exact time frame it would take to fire off a nuclear missile between the command given and it actually going off. Or Donald Trump saying, Mark Milley wanted to strike Iran, and I said no. It's, it's not the way he said it. What's the bigger national security crisis? Huh? Does anyone care? I mean, we do. Or how about this one? How about this one? This one's good too. VP Biden. He was at a dinner in Washington, D.C. And the buffoon Biden, he told his dinner mates, about the existence of a secret bunker under the old U.S. Naval Observatory. So now our enemies know about a hiding space for VIPs in the government. Or how about in 2012? The Obama administration arranged for Hollywood filmmakers to have special access to government officials involved in the commando operation that killed Osama bin Laden. They leaked classified information to Hollywood filmmakers so they could make the movie Zero Dark Thirty. Maybe that's what Donald Trump should say. Instead of talking about these things for Mark Milley's book, he should say, we're going to make a movie about, sorry, not Mark Milley's book, uh, you know, whatever. But you get the point. You know, no, no, this, is, this isn't this is about Mark Meadows' book. We're going to make a movie about Mark Milley. And these people are all filmmakers sitting here. I, I have to talk about this and reveal this information so we can make an authentic movie about Mark Milley's treasonous life. That's what they should have said, I suppose, huh? So, you know, this leak, in short, it doesn't incriminate Trump. It incriminates the Democratic Party, who are carrying out the strategy they conceived in November 2020 to prevent Donald Trump from ever revealing what the House committee right now is revealing and other things. And I want to get into that. Because of course, the day they leak this audio, we get new information, a lot of information actually. So um cue up cut to captain. Da, 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 da. Hang tight. Hang tight. Uh... So, you know, look, one of the, one of the one of the big contradictions with with regard to the FBI cover-up, this, this whole investigation now going on into Joe Biden bribery. One of the big contradictions was you had the U.S. Attorney David Weiss in Delaware, who is supposedly responsible for prosecuting Hunter Biden. You have him who's working for Merrick Garland, right? Now, their statements have conflicted with the statements of the whistleblowers. The whistleblowers have said that David Weiss even told them in meetings and afterwards that he wasn't independent, that he was being blocked, that he was being told no when he wanted to go and investigate or prosecute in, for example, California or another state outside of even uh, Delaware. And so David Weiss, curiously, uh, I think even in a letter, well, he he spouted what Merrick supported Merrick Garland's claim. And it was very odd. So you ha- so now you have another whistleblower who's come forward now and says, that's not true. David Weiss also told me, told me as well, that he was being blocked. The point is, Merrick Garland was involved in the cover-up of this. Merrick Garland was obstructing this case. And Merrick Garland, if this is true, which it is, of course, he lied under oath to Congress. He's lied on national TV. Now, lying on national TV isn't a crime, unfortunately. Adam Schiff can get away with it all day long. But supposedly, when you're giving sworn testimony in, you know in front of a congressional body, well, then you commit perjury. And that's what he did. So play cut to, I want people to hear this. This is a little bit longer, but this is Trace Gallagher. Um, he's got somebody on reporting about this. This broke today. And this is, of course, why the leaked audio of Trump uh, came out today so that they could distract from this. Play cut two, Captain.
0: While breaking, another whistleblower is sounding the alarm in the Hunter Biden tax probe, claiming U.S. Attorney David Weiss was not making decisions and was not really in charge. That validates what we have already heard from Gary Shapley, the whistleblower who has gone public. David Spunt is live at the Justice Department with the latest. David, what do we know about this second whistleblower?
3: Trace, not much, we just know his name is Mr. X. Of course, it's not his real name, but he wants to be anonymous. He told congressional staff last month he became emotional after seeing the way that this probe was handled from the beginning. Mr. X worked under the more publicized whistleblower Gary Shapley, and a letter released last week, Mr. X says it was clear to him that Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss was not running the probe. Quote, he had to follow the normal process. He had to go to Washington, D.C., the U.S. Attorney's Office, them saying no. So he really wasn't in charge. He had to follow the process, end quote. But just three weeks ago, Trace Weiss wrote and signed a letter addressed to House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan. We obtained a copy. It reads in part, I want to make clear that, as the Attorney General has stated, I have been granted ultimate authority over this matter, including responsibility for deciding where, when, and whether to file charges. Given the discrepancy between what Weiss allegedly said in the meeting and what he wrote in the letter, House Republicans want to hear from him and others in his office under oath. We want to talk to David Weiss, the U.S. attorney. We want to get the answers. And the way you do that is to talk to these attorneys who handled this case. Right. Attorney General Merrick Garland has denied blocking Weiss from investigating. The story continues on Capitol Hill and in the courts. Trace.
0: Back to you as the news warrants, David Spunt, live for us in DC. David, thank you. All
1: right, so there you go. That was the big news today. Uh confirming that about Merrick Garland. <clears throat> um there was something else. There was something else here. And you gotta stick around to the end because uh I, I actually need to uh to do a poll here of my audience. Captain and I have an opportunity here. It's kind of interesting. I'll tell you the story at the end, but um it's, a, it, it's over whether or not I should debate uh, a relatively well-known uh, uh, left-wing idiot or not. I was challenged today, so we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll get your opinion on that. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, anyway. All right. Now, you know, I had another piece out. I put it on Substack. I didn't send it to anyone to publish. I guess I got to gotta do both, you know. <clears throat> and And I was just going through this. I was thinking about Just how insane all of this is. I mean, talk of, you know, Adam Schiff would always say, uh, Trump-Russia collusion, the evidence is hiding in plain sight. Plain sight. No, it, it was not. But in this case, the evidence of the Biden, extensive Biden crimes, bribery schemes, that has been hiding in plain sight since at least 2018 for us. And so I went through, and I was just looking. I was I was curious about how this how this shook out. How did we get here? What what actually happened? And you know, 2018 that was when Joe Biden gave that appearance at the Council on Foreign Relations. That's when he's on tape bragging about threatening to withhold his quid pro quo, threatening to withhold one billion in aid if they didn't fire Shokin, Victor Shokin, the prosecutor looking into Burisma and Hunter Biden. And I did a Google search, right? And Google, you can go and change the, um, the dates. You can search for specific years and so on and so forth. I use that a lot in my own work. And so I looked at 2018. So beginning of 2018, he gives this speech. It's on video. And I just said, okay, well, like, did anybody investigate or pick up on the story in 2018? And the answer was no. The only thing I really found was C-SPAN coverage of the event. And, and here's the thing about the descriptor on that. C-SPAN coverage. So, you know, it's like, a you know, it tells you what you're watching. Here's here's the descriptor. Ready? Biden tells story of getting the Ukraine prosecutor fired. The Ukrainian prosecutor was investigating Biden's son and his company and was fired at Biden's request after threatening to withhold one billion a day. So it's like, it's amazing to me this didn't really attract attention. And it was really John Solomon, who's now at Just the News, but at the time he was, um, he was riding at the Hill, and he had all these articles coming out. He was really doing the heavy lifting here. Peter Schweitzer, of course, had previously investigated some of these things. Um, you know, and the New York Times, it's interesting because back in 2015, the New York Times, that's when Hunter Biden got hired at Burisma. And at the time, the New York Times pointed out the bad optics of it. The Times said Hunter Biden, 45, a former Washington lobbyist, joined the Burisma board in April 2014. That month, as part of an investigation into money laundering, British officials froze London bank accounts containing $23 million that allegedly belonged to Mr. Shlachevsky. Zl- Zl- Shlachevsky is the owner of Burisma. And Shlachevsky, according to uh, the confidential human source in the FD 1023 from 2020, he was in contact with Shlachevsky and Zlicewski says he has, you know, the 17 tapes, audio tapes of Hunter Biden and then a couple of Joe Biden incriminating themselves in all of this. And so the Obama administration, the White House, they just dismissed all this. They ignored it. And they said, you know, there's no conflict because the younger Biden was a private citizen. There's been no evidence of wrongdoing by either Biden. And then it wasn't until what, what happened? September 26, 2019, that's the phone call. Joe uh, Donald Trump asked Zelensky, there's no quid pro quo, that's a lie. But he asked them to look into the firing of Shokin. What happened here? I've, I've heard about corruption, which Donald Trump was exactly right. And he got impeached for it. And the reason they reacted so in such an insane manner was because he was over the target, right? And so the point is, we've known all this and the FBI knew about this. Here's the thing. The FD1023 that kind of set all this off now, that stemmed from another uh, report that the FBI had from 2017. So the, the FBI was tipped off about what Joe Biden was up to in 2017. And now it's 2023. And it's just insane if you think about and go back through all of this, what they did, I mean, they impeached Trump over the phone call it's just, it's all a cover-up. All of this, all of this is about covering up for what they did. And like I said, Trump is a scapegoat. I mean, it was, Octo- think about this, October 2019, Rudy Giuliani went on Fox News with Sean Hannity. I remember this, actually. And he said that Burisma paid Joe Biden 900000 in consulting fees when he was vice president. And they dismissed, now, they dismissed Giuliani's claims as Russian disinformation back there. But Giuliani's claims were supported by these allegations made by Andrei Durkic, which if you listen to this show, you know who I'm talking about. But he was the Ukrainian member of parliament who gave a press conference who who said that funds in the amount of 900000 were transferred to the U.S.-based company Rosemont Seneca Partners, which is affiliated with the Bidens. And Durkic said, here's the quote. Using political and economic levelers of influencing Ukrainian authorities and manipulating the issue of providing financial aid to Ukraine, Joe Biden actively assisted closing criminal cases into the activity of former Ukrainians. So, so they came out and said this on the record. This, you know, We've got all this mountain of evidence now that proves all of this. And it was all dismissed. And now you have a phone call with Donald Trump telling people that Millie lied about him and he can prove it and that's all they want to talk about it's just so so corrupt so corrupt. But there was another huge bombshell today by the way and this is even even it's just it's just the the evidence at this point is so overwhelming it, it's it's I can't even fathom right now how deep this goes. And this is the national security concern. When is the media going to ask Joe Biden, what did you do for these people who paid you? What service did you provide to them? People don't just dish out money for nothing. Why were you getting paid? And, and look, the number is tens of millions at this point. Joe Biden received tens. It's not like he got a hundred bucks. It's not even ten thousand bucks. Even though it wouldn't matter if you give somebody ten thousand dollars to go and kill somebody, or you give a hundred. Who cares? But we're talking about ten. The point is, I mean, how do you how do you keep this covered up at this magnitude? And we know why because the FBI and the government had to be involved in covering it up because it's unignorable. It's so obvious. So now we've got this. Hunter Biden told Chinese associate. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants. Now, this goes back to CEFC, the communist affiliated energy company. And this is 2017. So the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability released a document on Tuesday that reveals a WhatsApp communication. Now, WhatsApp, people use this in Europe, right? I mean, it's, it's cheap. It's free. So when I lived in Italy, I used WhatsApp. It doesn't cost me anything. It's free. You just have you can send messages, whatever, internationally. So it reveals this WhatsApp communication between Hunter Biden and a CCP-linked Chinese energy company, which further authenticates an IRS whistleblower's explosive claims that Hunter Biden demanded payment from Chinese officials in 2017 while his father was in the room with him. Remember we talked about that a You got to go back and listen again. I can't, I don't have time right now to get into it again, but this is just adding to it. So Hunter Biden sent this message to the associate, Gong Win Dong. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a jerk, but <laughs> you know what? I'm American, you know, Gongwen Dong. Because, you know, Dong means something else to me. Anyway, uh, so the Dong, he so, so Hunter Biden sends a message to the Dongster. About ongoing foreign business dealings, which reportedly shows Hunter insisting on a five million payment from the CCP and trying to persuade the associate to send the cash, because the Biden family is in partnership with the CCP chairman. The Bidens again. I got to say this again. <clears throat> Let me say this kind of calmly. I've been kind of screaming at you guys today. I'm sorry. You know, it's like, I just, I feel like you're so far away because you're not in the room with me, you know. I got this microphone, I can just whisper, I can whisper, you know. That's the next level up, you know, is when I I just talk like this and expect you to listen to me and be attentive. So, the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. (laughs) Dong, by the way, I don't... Whatever, you know, it's always funny to me, but look, we can't say Chinese names. It's like a, you know, it's another, you know, Mandarin, um, Cantonese, you know, it's just, it's just out of our, our, our linguistic capabilities, you know, so they always have other names. So Gong Wen Dong, he goes, he goes by the name Kevin, of course. Maybe he watched Home Alone as a kid and that's where he picked up that name. I think I want to be called Kevin in America. Call me Kevin. McAllister. Anyway, so the day after Hunter Biden sends this message, the committee revealed that uh, Owasco PC, one of Hunter Biden's companies, right? Shell company, all these companies. They received a $100,000 payment from the communist Chinese. So it's really just shocking. It's really just shocking. Uh, so I, have a, I want to pose a question to you all. I don't have to rehash any details because you're a smart and informed audience. It's true, you are. It's amazing. I was thinking, Captain, you know, I know these things and you listening know these things, but I, I forget that we're in a minority and that, that's our job is to to, to educate other people, all, all of you too. People don't know what I'm talking about. It's amazing. I get into these conversations occasionally with strangers. I know, you think like, in what world... Would I go into a Starbucks and start talking about, you know, how could that convert, believe me, folks, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a freak. Not, you know, I can do it. It happens. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, it comes naturally live and breathe it, I guess. But, 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 okay. So, um, how would you describe the scandal going on right now? Like if you could make a movie, if you could make a movie about, the Biden family. If you can make a movie about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the bribery and what they've done and how Joe Biden is pimping out his son. Hunter Biden, of course, that is, a, you know, he's had a he's a messed up kid. Messed up kid. You got Joe Biden, of course, who showered inappropriately with his own daughter. We know that from Ashley Biden's own diary. Intro. I mean, this is an effed up family, folks. Effed up family. And there are a lot of messed up families, but Joe Biden's a horrendous human being is my point. And I guarantee you all of Hunter Biden's issues come from Joe. That's just how life works. All of our, as a man, I, I can admit that, you know, I mean, look, I'm not, per- none of us are perfect, but our, our so-called, you know, imperfections and insecurities and things, you know, these, these fa- flaws we have, they usually come from our parents and that's okay. That's okay. Um, but okay, so again, if you could imagine this as a movie, like, would it be a drama? Would it be, you know, an action movie? Would it be a mystery? Or, 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 or would you describe the Joe Biden Hunter Biden saga as a love story? A love that's that's what the views brainiac uh, Anna Navarro said. I want you to listen to cut uh, four play cut for captain. This is Anna Navarro. So all this stuff's going on with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, you know, because you're an informed audience all about this family. And this is, this is, I mean, this is like one for the ages. This is Anna Navarro's takeaway. This is her interpretation of, of the scandals that are going on right now. Go ahead and play it. Captain go.
2: I've known uh, Joe Biden since he was a senator for about 20-some years. I can't tell you how much his life has been marked by losing not one child, but two children. Yeah. And once you've lost a child, I think you are absolutely determined it's even more urgent, it's even a bigger issue, that you will not lose another one. Yeah. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has never and will never give up on his son, son Hunter and will never treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first, take it or leave it. That's who he is, that is part of his heart. There was 380 people at this, at this dinner. It's not like Hunter was sitting at Merrick Garland's lap. <laughs> It was a bunch of, <laughs> of, of people. And, yeah, and I think <laughs> part of the reason that Hunter Biden has been able to get out of addiction is because Joe Biden embraced him entirely the entire time. Yeah. When he was vice president, when he was candidate, when he was out of office, and now as president. I, I-
1: well, I think I'm just going to leave that one there. That's It's a story of... One man's undying love for his child. that that that's really what this is about. So, you know, just just there's nothing to see here. There's no criminality. This is just a love story. This isn't a story about an international bribery scheme. This isn't the story of the most corrupt president in American history and that one of the most screwed up families in world history. This is the story of just a father's love for his son. So let's just please move on and focus on Donald Trump because he clearly doesn't love his kids at all, right? Oh man, um, you know there was a, this is a cut three. I just want I want to get through this. You've probably heard this before, but you know I, I just have to play this. Joking or not, this was what Biden said. Uh, he's at this 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 meeting, and you've got all these. Tech executives there, by the way. Think about who's in this room. It's nuts. But these are all bad people, if you will. But just listen to this clip from Joe Biden.
0: I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that were shared.
1: So... Look to be fair. So he just he just admits, right? He, he thinks this is funny because after he said he says, you know, in his his you know, uh, I'm joking, you know, I mean, this guy's like almost this guy's on his last leg. I'm sorry. I mean, he can he can barely talk. He doesn't have a voice anymore. It's just monotone. He's got no energy. But you know, yeah, you know, I I I stole and sold secrets. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Really? Are you? See, if if Donald Trump said something like, and this is the point. Now we know he did steal secrets. It's amazing that he doesn't have the, I mean, he, he's just, here's the thing about Joe Biden and the Democrats. They truly believe they're above the law. They can do and say anything they want and nothing will ever happen to them. Now you have Donald Trump, of course, if he'd said this, I mean, th- honestly, I'm glad I actually decided to play that clip. I almost didn't. Because think about the juxtaposition of these two things. You have video here of Joe Biden, joking or not, saying, I stole and sold secrets. Okay? Imagine, of course, if Donald Trump said that. So the media doesn't say, oh, he's just, don't pay attention to Joe here. He's joking. But when it comes to Donald Trump, they will totally contrive they will just manipulate the lie about even what happened when you can listen to the audio yourself and say that Donald Trump, this is proof that he's some kind of Russian agent. It's just incredible to me, the treatment. It's incredible to me the way that they, they, they operate. So, look, we got a couple minutes here. As usual, I didn't get into things. I'm just going to do a really quick round here and just fill you in with things that I I just, I won't have time to get into fully today. We'll get into this more tomorrow. But a couple things. One, 20% of Gen Zers are gay. One in five Gen Zers, Zoomers, claim they are LGBT. And, um, I mean, we're going to put our species out of extinction at this rate, Captain. We won't be around anymore. Everyone's gay. It, it, you know, here's the thing. You know, people used to say. I remember when I was young, younger. You get into these arguments with people, and what, what, what? And I'm, look, I'm not gay bashing here. Okay, I want to make myself clear. I'm just. But you get into a conversation with somebody, and, and back then the debate was over nature versus nurture, right? Everyone was saying, because right, you can have uh, therapy and things like that, conversion therapy, and of course. This is so absurd to me, too. The, so I, I, I always pushed back at this when I was young. I didn't think it was true. I thought, yeah, there's some people who are born gay and naturally inclined, you know, that way. For sure. It's always been that way in history. I mean, it's, it's kind of an anomaly in the species. I'm not being rude here, but that's just reality. You see an animal world, everything. But if everybody was gay, we wouldn't propagate, right? So obviously, it's, it's uncommon. It's, a, it's an anomaly. If it wasn't, we'd be in real trouble. But I always pushed back. I said, that, that's not true. Sure, some people are born gay. But some people certainly choose to be gay, choose to be bi. Those are just—you can make decisions. You can choose to drink or not. You can be an alcoholic and choose not to drink. If you, you know, I mean, these are things that we can control to some extent. I mean, it's no different than you know, you see some hot girl, and you're married. You don't act on that, even if you think she's hot. You can choose to look away. So I've always rejected that. I—we I, have more self-control than that. Come on, we are not that low in terms of intelligence of the species. But anyway, fine. Most people would say, no, no, no. People are born gay and they can't help it and that's it. Well, that's obviously not true. Just like little racists and Democrats are being created in public schools, now they're manufacturing gays. And it's like tattoo. I mean, th- there's no significance or importance anymore to being gay. Like you're not special. If you're gay, you're not special anymore. I'm sorry, 20% of Zoomers are gay? Who cares? Soon, it's like the tattoo thing. Tattoos became so popular. Suddenly, if you didn't have a tattoo, you were kind of like unique. It's the same way. Soon, it's going to be like, what? You're not gay? That's so cool. That's so weird. We're going to be having like straight rallies, you know? We're going to be flying the the straight flag. Because, you know, we're a we're a persecuted minority, I guess. Anyway, I just thought that was fascinating. Uh, McCarthy. I got to talk about McCarthy. It's probably unfair that I do it this way. Uh, so he went on the squawk box on CNBC. I couldn't find a clip. And he went on the squawk box, but he squealed. You know, I don't know. He didn't squawk. He squealed. And he said, "Uh, the question is, is Trump the strongest to win the election? I don't know that answer. Now, I'm not friends with McCarthy, so I don't really give a darn. But uh, McCarthy's a traitor. You see, this is what Trump is surrounded by. Let me explain something. When McCarthy was fighting, you know, for his life, if you will, to get the gavel, right? He wanted to be speaker. And that was drawn out. It was heavily contested, debated. And Donald Trump actually, on Truth Social, came out in support of McCarthy to push him across the finish line. I want you to think about this. Trump backed McCarthy for Speaker. McCarthy's floundering. It was chaos. And Trump says this, Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. So that's the kind of guy Trump is when he has your back, right? And this is the same thing with Rod DeSantis. Just backstabbers. No loyalty whatsoever. Just in it for themselves. So McCarthy got what he wanted. Donald Trump helped him out, supported him. And now McCarthy can't even go on CNBC on the squawk box and say that, you know, is Trump the strongest to win the election? Yeah, I think so. Why is that so hard to say? Why can't he defend Trump on TV? And that's this is why we're getting killed. People that are watching these programs, they just want to see confidence. They want to see other people tired of this crap and supporting Trump. And given what's going on here and the stakes for this country and this upcoming election, every single one of these candidates in the Republican Party, sure, go ahead and run. But they should be supporting Trump. They should be out there pointing this out every day, but they don't care about that because to these people, even Rod DeSantis, it's fine. If they do damage to Donald Trump, he'll let the country burn because it might benefit his election chances, electoral chances. And that's why I say I'm watching closely and we're learning a lot about people, a lot about people and everyone right now. So last story, Um, Elizabeth Warren was delivered a hefty blow. This might be the worst thing that's ever happened to her in her life. It turns out that not only is Focahontas not Native American, but she is a descendant of slave owners. You couldn't get much further from what she claimed to be, right? This is an amazing piece. Gretchen Clayson at the Daily Caller writes... Every living U.S. president except Donald Trump is descended from slaveholders. I mean, this is like poetic justice in some way, right? I mean, Barack Obama, his his mom was descended from slave owners. All of them. uh, Joe Biden. So all these people that call Trump a racist and attack him and talk about all this crap. Well, guess what? Donald Trump's the only one whose family immigrated here after slavery was a boss. So there you have it. Donald Trump, the only one who isn't descended from slave owners. Take that and put it in your, uh, I don't know, communist pipe, uh, Barack. So anyway, all right, it's been great. I didn't have time to get into Russia. We'll get into that tomorrow. I got a lot to say on that. Um, Of course, you know, the Biden administration came out really oddly, vehemently saying, we we didn't do it. We didn't do it. And when this administration comes out abruptly and says we didn't do it, it probably means they did it. So um, anyway, here we go. They're trying to get World War III going. No joke. Let me tell you this. Be very careful about who you trust. Be very skeptical of anything you hear about this war between Russia and Ukraine. We've already been lied to countless times. And I don't know who to believe. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what there is to believe. I don't know what is even real about any of this. But I'll tell you this. One thing I do know, and one piece of advice I can give, is that I can tell you who not to trust. People who... Do not promote a peace deal. Anybody, anybody who is not out there actively advocating for peace between these two countries, whose only position is that we should give more arms and escalate this thing, you can't trust those people. Those people are the warmongers. Those people are the military-industrial complex. Those people have some kind of other motivation, and it isn't good for you and me. All right. This is Drew Allen, your millennial minister of truth. Captain, I didn't tell him. Last thing. Twitter. There's a guy named Joe Walsh. He's a fake conservative. He ran for Congress. He was a congressman for 2 years. Uh he rode the Tea Party wave in 2010-2011. And then he got his AWS kicked when he ran for re-election. Now, this is a guy who Once, um, you know, about a decade ago said, for example, that he opposed any abortion, any abortion period. That was his position. So he had, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying he had what would be deemed the most radical pro-life position, right? And now, uh, and in 2016, he said that if Hillary Clinton won, he was going to pick up his musket. So that's how much he supported Trump. Now he goes on MSNBC all day, every day, and he claims to be a conservative and that me and you listening, we aren't conservatives. He's the real conservative, and we're just a bunch of traitors supporting Donald Trump. So he changed his tune because he's a political opportunist. He goes where the wind blows, and he sees an opportunity like Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and other people, mediocre people, mediocre people who've never, they're not really talented, And they didn't really get to where they wanted to rise on our side because they lacked the perseverance or the personality or their work ethic or whatever else. So they didn't find the success they wanted with us. So there's a unique space for losers in the political landscape. And that's for people to pretend and claim to be Republicans, but support the Democratic Party. So they're useful idiots for the left. So they go out and try to give credence to the Democratic Party to give some kind of Republican affirmation like, we're the wackos. Oh yeah, Joe Walsh, he's a conservative and he says vote for Joe Biden. See? This is what they do. So Joe Walsh, uh, I got sick of seeing his crap, calling Trump a traitor, whatever else. And um, so I went I went to town on Twitter with a thread exposing him. And to be fair, he sent me a nice message, a nice message on Twitter. and He wants to... Come on my show or have me on his show. And I thought about it and I talked to Captain about it. And I think I'm going to do it. I can't be, <clears throat> I can't be um, Fat Fauci, Peter Hotez, right? I mean, I'm not that guy, you know, I don't care. And the point of this conversation of a day at debate, it's not to convince the other person of your opinion. You're never going to do that. The point of a debate is for other people to listen. So I'm going to do it. We'll probably do it after July 4th. We'll figure it out. But that's going to come. We're going to do that live. I'm not doing this recorded. I'm not leaving any opportunity for for some kind of shenanigans going on and editing and cutting. No, no, no. It's going to be live. It's going to be live. It's going to be UFC cage match. Zuckerberg is going to war with Elon Musk. And to be fair, Elon Musk is going to get his ASS kicked. Zuckerberg's actually a... You can look up videos of him. He's actually a very skilled uh, fighter in jujitsu. So I wouldn't mess with Zuckerberg. But anyway, uh, but but me and Joe Walsh will have our own um, cage match uh, at some point on Twitter or Rumble or something like that. We'll figure it out. So anyway, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Uh, let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. and uh, And go to the, you know, rate the podcast if you haven't yet as well. Because soon I'm going to have a bunch of leftists again. They're going to come. They're just kind of try and tank my top 5% podcast in the world with their negative reviews. They've already done it once, you know. And so I've got, whatever. I've been through it before. I've got a new podcast. It's the same podcast. It's doubled up on there. But I need you to go and review the podcast. All right. Now, this is Drew Allen. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. And until next time.
0: Talk to my friend, Drew and Allen. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. One of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate and his opinion. Conservative Drew friends. Allen. has die-hard conservative. I look into this guy for wisdom.